0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, we lend Andy back to the folks at BetSports Golf, and we bring in Mr. Rooney here for a little baseball, a little puck, and, you know, we'll just start with puck, not necessarily your picks, but Colorado gets through on what was a pretty entertaining game last night, and we got one series left, right?
1: Yeah, did you Did you catch any, all of that game last night, or No.
0: Bits and pieces. I was hoping to actually catch a replay of it on the NHL Network maybe this afternoon. It did look like it was pretty if, nuts.
1: If there is one, just kind of tune in like midway through the second period. It was the, the Colorado took an early one-nothing lead, and then there was a little bit of a lull. And then around the midway through the second period, Mark, that game just kind of like flipped a switch. And it was it was the excitement of game one with like a little bit more defense played, if that makes sense. So we didn't quite get to eight six but you know, it was six to five and there was chaos. There was back and forth. There was momentum shifts. It was Patrick is right. The goaltending is not elite. Thank you, Mike Smith. And I hope we get him to come back next year because the playoffs won't be the same without him allowing in two or three cheapies a game. But it was just, it was such a fun hockey game. And I wrote it in my, I wrote a picks blog this morning. It's a shame that one ended after four because like, I know it was a sweep, but man, like three of those four games were highly entertaining. There was the one kind of dud in game two, where Colorado just completely dominated one, four to nothing. But the other three games were just incredibly fast paced. So fun to watch high octane. And it's, it's a shame that that's over after four, but the better team moved on. And Edmonton was such a fun playoff team to watch because they had a little bit of everything. They had high offense. They had a, uh, let's call it roller coaster of a defense. And they had a goaltender who could make spectacular saves and let in the easy ones, and that was just a perfect recipe for highly entertaining playoff hockey. But the better team won, and it was pretty amazing to see them come back in that rowdy Edmonton arena last night and kind of keep coming back, even when Edmonton tied it late. Colorado scores in overtime. Such a a fun, fun series. I'm sad it's over, but happy Colorado's moving on at least.
0: I've heard that this hockey this stuff when it comes to the playoff is all about good goaltending, but I guess if there is no goaltending, if neither team has a good goaltender, it's, You know, it's about that? Good That's goal- pretty fun.
1: It can, it can be about good goaltending when you have one good goaltender against one bad goaltender. But this is wild because we just have two exact opposite series right now, especially with Darcy Kemper still out for Colorado. Not quite sure of his status in the Stanley Cup. I know uh, they got a little bit of time left. I, I want to say the finals don't start for like 10 days still. Um, I think June 18th is when they have that set because they want him to start after the NBA finals. Um, so there's some time for him to get healthy from that upper body injury, which is a concussion, I believe. Um, but I even so, hockey. like when he's upper fully healthy, that's the best. <laughs> it is. It is great. It's like, we, we saw him take a stick to the face. I think we know it's a concussion or whatever it was. It was something he took a shot to the head. I think it actually might've been a couple pucks off the head. Um, but whoever they end up getting in the next round in this next series that we'll talk about, Colorado's going to be better. They'd be the better team, but, tampa or new york will have the better goaltender and goaltenders can steal series against just about any team no matter how good you are if they're on their game so whoever it is that moves on is going to have that you know that Colorado is going to be the better team but they're going to have the advantage in net which like you were talking about playoffs can be about great goaltending and both of those two teams in the eastern conference finals have it
0: sounds right so i mean let's jump into it we've got the eastern conference finals the rangers took the first two tampa bay took the last game and you know, again, the series hasn't started yet. No one's won on the road, and do you think it starts tonight or the Rangers going to be plucky down there in in Tampa?
1: I think after tonight we're going to have a best-of-three series. I think the Rangers had their chance to uh, – I mean, they're up 2 nothing midway through the second period. The power play was working on Sunday. Again, not sure how much that game you watched, but kind of New York came out and punched them in the mouth, got a couple early power plays, got some goals, and it was like, whoa, they're up 2 nothing. Igor Shesterkin's playing as good a hockey as anybody like this – this could be it. This could be how the lightning go out. And then they let the champions get up off the mat and they, you know, storm back. They get that unbelievable game winner on the sick pass from, from Kucherov with under a minute left to Palat and then rest is history. They have some life They're in their home arena. So I do think that that the lightning come out and win tonight. I, I think this becomes a best of three. I, I still have some doubts whether or not they have enough gas in the tank to finish off the series, because New York just kind of appears to be a be a little bit of a fresher team right now, and not necessarily because they play less games this playoffs because they've they've played more. They've been through two seven game series, but this Lightning core has just played so much hockey over the last couple, uh, over the last you know two three years going making two Cup runs even though it was in the bubble. But I like the Lightning to keep the series from starting tonight. Let's call it that. But I do have a couple props, a couple Rangers and a Lightning prop. Uh, Mika Zibanejad has been the Rangers best player, probably not named Igor Shesterkin throughout the playoffs. He's kind of been their most clutch player. He's got seven goals in his last eight games. The Rangers power play since game three of that hurricane series is 10 for 27. So they've been scoring at almost a 40% clip on the power play, which is an amazing pace. And it's, it's an eight game stretch. So it's going to be hard to keep up, but they've been on a roll. And I don't see why it's going to stop necessarily tonight. Um, Zabanajet has been one of the driving forces of their power play i think he has like seven power play points in, in that eight game stretch uh, he's got three power play points in his last three games i, I like him if they get their chances on the power play and again they've had 27 power plays in their last three chances three games so they're getting over three power plays a game i think they'll get their chances again tonight uh they are a, a fast team that sometimes the lightning have a, a little bit of trouble keeping up with which leads to some penalties so I think they'll get their chances I think Zibanejad gets a power play point and I might as well at that point put a little bit on almost plus 200 at, at him for on him for that to be a goal because why the hell not he's got seven goals in his last eight games and FanDuel's gonna give me two to one odds on that uh and then in my blog I gave out Kucherov and Stamkos anytime goal score I, I'm gonna go with just Kucherov though on the show. Um, one the longer as these series go on similar to the nba kind of the better teams seem to get a little bit better and the better players the the team's best players are usually the ones that have to be the team's best players and kucherov has been that he's been the lightning best goal scorer through these cup runs he has two goals in his last two games he's got six throughout the playoffs but you know the the two in a row he's kind of starting to heat up a little bit there at home he's a power play expert and we've seen There'd be the refs are not calling this like, quote unquote, playoff hockey teams are getting their power play chances. Uh, And if Tampa gets a couple chances there tonight, I think Kucherov is going to get plenty of his own chances. So it's not great odds of plus 146, but he's the best goal scorer in the game. He's he's the best goal scorer on either team. Uh, So I'm going to roll the dice with, you know, kind of a must win game for them at home here, going back to New York. If they don't want to go down three to one, uh, I'm going to roll the dice on, you know, Tampa's best goal scorer to to come up big for him.
0: I like that. Those are always fun little props. And we see in the chat here this guy, Dan wants to know Shisterkin or however you say that, or Vasilevsky for
1: Conn Smythe. Good. That was both of those were very good. Um I whoever comes out of this series between those two will probably be the front runner for the con Smythe, but I I don't see them as having had a good enough playoffs to, if they lose to the to the avalanche in the Stanley Cup finals, have one of those win because there have been avalanche players that have been so good, like Kale McCarr has like five three plus point games in the playoffs, and he's the team's best defenseman. So he he's probably a front runner for me right now. Nathan McKinnon's been unbelievable. It's not like there isn't an, an obvious standout for Colorado. So whoever wins that series would have to win. But if the Rangers or lightning, win the Stanley Cup, I would almost guarantee you one of those two is, is the consummate, especially in the Rangers case.
0: Makes perfect sense. So some good options there. That's all we got for hockey. And honestly, part of the reason that I can pronounce those names is from all this tennis. And uh, we've got a name practice. that honestly sounds like a hockey name. You're better at now.
1: pronouncing hockey names than I am at pronouncing tennis names.
0: <laughs> well, it's um, one of the things we used to do in the Net Worth pod. There would be a um, WTA spelling bee where I would say the names and they would try to spell them. But honestly, one of the hardest parts is trying to figure out what the correct pronunciation even is. But that's fine. We'll move forward. And we do have some fun tennis words here today. They're still playing in Nottingham. They're still playing in Sertagenbosch. And Andy's not here. We think we got the spelling right. And hopefully he comes back and lets Where us know. Where is Sertagenbosch? Can you help me out with case. my
1: geography there?
0: Um, it is in the Netherlands.
1: Okay, sure. I knew that.
0: Yeah, right there in the middle. It's a nice little fun place to go. They've got grass, a lot of rain, but they're finally getting some tennis in today. This match will start um, relatively shortly after we finish up today, probably about 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, Hard to see where it is in the order of play right now, but Vitalia Diachenko um, like her here quite a bit as the underdog to Shelby Rogers. Rogers, again, all year is someone that I've kind of gone after and had some success fading. I'm not really sure what gets her as much credit as she has in the market, especially with the surface change here. She does have a good game for grass. She serves well. She has a strong volley game, knows what to do, is is very intelligent. But so does Diachenko. And she's played actually a little bit of grass already this year, has a couple wins under her belt, um, came through qualifying, I believe, here to get into the tournament. And i just i have this much much closer like almost plus 200 honestly instead of the plus 325 and the plus five that we're seeing floating around out there now um you know she is someone that does get hurt but has a great game for grass does well in the limited sample size that we have seen here and again has got a little bit of form under her belt and i'm happy to go against rogers so a lot of different things working here together we'll take the money line and the game spread and again this will be probably just after we finish maybe about 30 minutes later hopefully later we'll see again. It's tough this week with the rain they might stop at a moment's notice so Vitalia Diachenko will take the money line and we'll take the games
1: so I got a question there for you You said it's going to rain a lot and obviously like I know on a golf in a golf tournament when it rains a lot it softens up the course and it allows you know players to go at pins a little bit more and makes things a little bit easier on a grass court what does the rain do like does it give certain players a different advantage does it kind of slow the game down a little bit because the court's wet like how does that affect it actually speeds it up okay
0: because you think about it make things more slippery right you're trying to run and maneuver on this grass if it is wet and they do that's part of the reason they wait a little bit longer to try to make sure it's dry because it can be very slippery and then the ball's just flying faster off of it again now the ball might be a little bit heavier because it's wet at first but once the grass dries out which happens pretty quickly it kind of gets right back to where it was
1: okay i was just i i that you that's said rain thought. and grass and that just kind of popped into my head and that was my way to contribute in a tennis to t- <laughs> section
0: i imagine everyone maybe the court does get a little bit softer but usually they have a pretty firm surface underneath and again just to try to keep the players from getting hurt they will tend to wait for it to dry out a little gotcha. bit more so that makes sense yeah.
1: because if they're running on short grass that's wet and it's not like they're wearing spikes that's gonna you know be be a recipe for some injuries
0: Anybody that's ever been a caddy that's tried to catch up to your golfers on a wet day knows what it's like to slide down a hill. So, <laughs> I digress. Now, baseball. You got a bunch of props here for the hockey. I'm looking at a prop here for the baseball. I love these total bets, and then just a money line. You're just going to bet somebody to win. I don't know if you ever. Do I, this.
1: It's weird that I don't. I don't usually just have those jump out, but uh, I, Andrew Vaughn's total bases prop is just. I, I think until it becomes corrected, is going to just kind of be my thing going forward. He's like the best hitter on the White Sox. He's plus 150 to get two plus total bases tonight against the Dodgers. Yohan Moncada, who hasn't been in the lineup in a week because he's got some some sore I think sore hamstring, and has been just awful this year. Like he's plus 135 to get two plus total bases. You have guys who aren't hitting nearly as well as Andrew Vaughn because he's not as well known of a player because he's not as big a name of a player who have a lot shorter odds. So I. The value on him at two plus total bases is insane. I think it's four of his last six games he's gone over that. The six-game stretch he's hitting close to 500. Like he's been the White Sox best hitter for probably the last two weeks, close to a month. And for him to have the you know longer odds than most of their lineup at this point is just it's 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 a mispricing. It it will probably be caught up to at some point, but he's their best hitter right now. Um, plus 150 for him at two plus total bases. I don't really care who the pitcher is, which I think it's Mitch White tonight who's got an ERA and, you know, like the mid-fours. And the Dodgers are, I don't want to say slumping, but not playing their best baseball right now. So I think it's a spot for him to go ahead, coming back home off a road trip, hitter's park, two plus total bases, I think is is a great value, plus 150 for him. Uh, and then just the Mets' money line straight up over the Padres. Uh, Taiwan Walker versus Hugh Darvish in San Diego tonight. Walker's been really good this year. He's got an ERA in like the mid twos. I think his last three road starts, he only has two earned runs combined. And those were in a, that was in a, the, the two came in a two nothing loss to the Dodgers at Dodger stadium. So it's, it's not like they've been bad. Um, so he, he's been really good. Darvish has just been okay. And the Mets are just probably playing the best baseball of anybody in the majors right now. They, they think they probably are the best team in baseball on, you know, today, June 7th. And if you're going to give me plus money line with a on paper, pitching advantage that kind of favors them. I know they're on the road, but they just—they won three straight on the road, two against the Dodgers, one against the Padres last night. They put up 11 runs. The lineup's clicking. The pitching's been good enough. And I really like that. I don't think they should be plus money tonight. Now, it's probably for a reason that they're plus money. There's probably something I'm missing, and Vegas knows something I don't. But it's baseball, and the Mets have been the better team throughout the year. So if you're going to give me plus money, I'm, I'm going to take the risk with it.
0: I love the optimism there in the second one. But, yeah, the Vaughn, I mean, that, that's your team. You should know. So I'm definitely yeah, that's, on that
1: one. It's, it's a mispricing. And, like, you see, you know, Jose Abreu's probably getting bets or has odds low enough because people know the name Jose Abreu. Andrew Vaughn is not quite a household name at this point. I think he will be in a couple of years. He's a fantastic young player. But, you know, he's only really in his second full season in, in the majors. And it's he's, he's not a really well-known player yet. But he's been their best hitter for the last month now.
0: Makes Perfect sense to me. Now, we don't have any basketball tonight. We Bummer. do a basketball tomorrow. And as I mentioned yesterday, I was going to go through, do some homework, shake the tree and, and see what fell out. And I really like the under in this game. I, th- I think that we're going to go back to Boston here. The Celtics love to grind these games down to a pulp. We saw in the last game, even with the pace up, um, the total the total was a little depressed and, you know, we got the under there pretty smoothly. And uh, we've seen a big adjustment here now. We're down about another point and a half. I don't think it's enough. I think the totals in these games should be closer to 209. I actually came out with a 208 when I first ran it here in this next game, tweaks and things. And you know, again, still coming out to 209, can barely get myself to 210 within any sort of level or reason. It's just going to be slow, ugly basketball. I guess my only concern is maybe Boston somehow gets out to a big lead here and we get a little bit of a blowout game, which can be lead to a lot of points in the fourth quarter and things like that. But I just, it just seems like an outrageous scenario. I'm always trying to think about, you know, what how is this going to lose, right? If you haven't considered how your bet might lose, you haven't really thought about it all the way around. And all the ways that I come up with this being a loser involve things that, you know, obviously could happen. Again, maybe all the sharp shooting, i Boston will come in and hit 50% of their shots, 50% from three or something like that, and, you know, we lose this by a lot. But it just, the pace is going to be slow. It should be an ugly game, and I think we're going to see some classic playoff basketball where everyone's complaining when the score in the nineties here somewhere. So give me under 212 and a half I like that quite a bit. If you want to sell the half point, get it down to two twelve, that's fine too.
1: Yeah, I like your logic there. And like if one of the teams goes and shoots fifty percent from three, like that is a bet for me that I can just kind of like, you know, whatever. Like I lost that one. That's gonna happen. Those, those things happen in basketball and I can live with it. I I, I like that total and I, I have the same feel with you, especially going back to Boston, that Boston will probably try and control the play a little bit more. Seems like it slows down there.
0: Yeah, the Warriors picked up their defensive intensity. Boston still is pretty good, and they let up in the fourth quarter there. I think we'll see a solid effort there. But that's all we got. Anything else you got for the people here today? Any surprise picks? Do we have random soccer today or something?
1: We don't have any random soccer. I'm going to the White Sox game tonight, so I might just throw some stuff out on – throw just throw some stuff at the wall. I'm going to take Andrew Vaughn, obviously, because I have that one here. But – who knows? I'm going to look around. Maybe I find something I like, maybe a home run end to win the game kind of prop. But that, that, that's it. I think that's about all I got tonight. Nothing. Unless there's some college baseball or something that, that's going on today. I'm sure there still is. I, I don't have anything for it. But if anybody in the chat does feel free to throw that in there.
0: And if you want to see all of Matt's stuff, follow him on Twitter there at MRooney23. You can see there underneath his name. He'll post all that other stuff there. And we'll be back tomorrow with all sorts of picks and stuff. We'll get Andy back with an actual basketball game to finally talk about. Thanks to our sponsors, FanDuel, everybody else. And uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, do all that good stuff for Andy. And we'll see you tomorrow.